Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. All right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is Sunday. September 6, 2020. Hope everyone's doing good. Uh, we got some different things to cover here before we get rocking with some music. Uh, I do want to say that I have uh, a new uh, radio interview that is up that you can check out uh, for my appearance on FM Rock Radio Station WQEE 99.1. In Georgia, uh, with host Ryan O'Neill, we discussed my findings in the uh, Titanic, the sinking of the Titanic, and uh, my belief, my theory that that was a satanic ritual sacrifice done for many different reasons, uh, but mainly because of uh, some very rich people that were on board the Titanic and that had great influence, political influence, and dealt with the Federal Reserve uh, and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, so you definitely need to check out the interview. It's a good one. You can check that out if you just simply visit uh, randyrocketcody.com or you visit my Twitter, which is Rocket Metal Den. Now as well, I, I posted uh, a brand new report, okay, so part two for the uh, Titanic sacrifice. So this is the ongoing three-part report. Uh, part three is going to post on September 20th. So I'm going to be brought back uh, to discuss this subject and my, my new findings and how this uh, is all going to be historic because we're going to solve the Titanic mystery once and for all of what really happened. Uh, but we're going to um, we're going to be doing some, some other things together. Of course, we're going to be talking about Kurt Cobain and, and his case as it pertains to Pedogate, the ongoing uh, pedophile scandal with the elites. And so Kurt Cobain, actually, as you're listening to this, uh, the final touches, you know, literally, I'm, I'm trying to get this, this done as I'm, I'm even doing this, recording this podcast, uh, it's, it's getting buttoned up and ready for, uh, for, for publishing tomorrow, September 7th, and uh, that will be really heavy. This three-part report for Kurt Cobain is going to be something a lot of people need to look at. It's going to be very, very heavy subject matter and some some new uh, evidence and new uh, ideas that I'll be uh, you know putting out there for people to check out in terms of you know what I believe happened to Kurt Cobain and how how again it all relates to Pedogate. Okay, so let's get. Uh, Looking at the most recent stories that appeared at the uh, MetalDen.com site this past week, we have Overkill has begun to uh, 
get ready to start working on their next uh, album. They're going to enter the studio at some point th uh, this month to begin tracking their new album, which is the follow-up to 2019's The Wings of War. Vantavoid has debuted a new single. Chromags have released a new music video. And that's for Between Wars, which is an instrumental track from uh, their new album, In the Beginning. Sepultura has released a new quarantine performance. Got to check that out. Fear Factory is going to release a new album in 2021. So very stoked about that. Steel Panther has released a, a black metal version of their song Let's Get High Tonight. And basically, it's, it's the same song. They haven't made any you know, difference. Not, it's not turned into a black metal song. They're just dressed up in black metal outfits. Six Feet Under have debuted a new single from uh, their forthcoming album, Nightmares of the Decomposed, which is supposed to arrive October 2nd via Metal Blade Records. Dark Tranquility has a new album that's announced. So you've got uh, lots of different new stories going on. Of course, we don't have any uh, you know, concerts, major rock arena you know, shows or anything like that that's going on until next year. So a lot of these bands are, are going to go ahead and start, as far as the timing of when they're going to put out their next music, it looks like it's going to happen, start to really go down next year as well. Okay, well, listen, I do want to send out thanks to everyone who's been supporting me uh, through the, uh, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, by spreading the word, you know, sharing the, uh, the articles I'm posting, you know, with your friends and whatnot, and, uh, you know, taking time to really examine some of the things, not, you know, just what I'm telling you and taking my word for things, but digging deeper yourself and, and really getting, uh, getting more involved as, as far as learning what's happening around you in this world. Not everything's going to be just so uh, easy to figure out and just right in your face. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little bit of brain, brain power that isn't being totally you know, used for playing your PS4 or 5 or whatever the hell, you know, or... You know, just not really thinking very deeply about things. And so hopefully what my reporting does is, is again, we're just scratching the surface here. But it hopefully gets you to, to start leaning forward and, and looking at things yourself and learning more about what's really going on. Okay? All right. Well, let's get rocking with some music. Jump in the fire.
Okay, great. And really, you know, thanks for the lead in and everything. Uh, you absolutely hit it, you know, just right on the, on, on the head as far as um, what people think they know. You know what I mean? People have, for years and years and years have been fed a story. Okay. And that story was a real convenient story that just somehow this massive, massive, ship going through the ocean with the most one of the most skilled and decorated captains of all times he, go heads heads straight into a into an iceberg with this ship uh there's there's a lot more once i started you know going you know scratching scratching what's at the surface to start you know getting down deeper you know into the information i need to go to as as, as an investigator Okay, these little stories and stuff they've been telling you, know, these movies that people go to uh, to see to, to make them feel good, they're, com they're just complete lies. Uh, they have nothing typically, as, as with most like gangster movies that have been made over the years in Hollywood, they're, they're fic right. fictional accounts. Anything even especially to do with Scarface was all fictional because people weren't going to talk and tell the truth. They'd get, they'd get killed. Exactly. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, okay, okay, great. So that's why that's why all those movies, going back to even all the original, you know, gangster movies in Hollywood, were done that way. Is because uh, the and in fact the movie Scarface, the the original and the, the guy that wrote it, he says he didn't he didn't hang around with the gangsters. He just made the whole thing up. You know, he was just coming based off of what he saw from the news and clippings and stuff and things that he could gather. It's like, what the hell? Are you kidding me? That's not journalism. So what what we've got here, just the synopsis with this, is that April 15th, 1912, uh, 2,200 uh, passengers on the maiden voyage for what at the time was the largest ship uh, in history. And uh, it, was, it was built by... Um, the guys that the three uh, principal people involved uh, were J. Bruce Ismay, who was the chairman of White Star Line, and he was a passenger on the Titanic as well. Uh, J.P. Morgan, who is the owner of White Star Line. Now he also he owned U.S. Steel. Uh, he was a major, uh, you know, stockholder in AT&T, General Electric, Western Union. He owned 24 railroads, and he was a huge gem collector. Uh, and then William James Peary, 
who was the chairman of Harlan and Wolf that was uh, the Belfast shipbuilder. Now, what I have learned is, is Mr. Peary himself, and that's what I cover in this report uh, that, that folks can, can check out now at randyrockatcody.com. It's, it's now posted. And this is really the most exciting part of what I do is uh, we're just talking about, you know, the whole world, you know, is reading this, is getting a chance to read this report right now. And because uh, it's going up on Twitter, Facebook, all around the world. I, I belong to probably 300 different groups on Facebook. And uh, a lot of them are for heavy metal and rock and roll music because, you know, I'm, I'm known for that uh, industry. But I also have a lot of these conspiracy uh, theory groups and whatnot. There's tens of thousands of people in each of those, each of those areas where I go and post. So that's, that's what I do for distribution myself. And then I'm, right. you know, I'm on Twitter. So this story is going all around the place right now as, as we're talking, people are reading it. Well, what happened with Mr. Peary is, is very interesting. It all goes, it all ties to, of course, who? The Freemasons. Because, uh, he was, uh, he was appointed a Knight of the Order of St. Patrick in 1908, I found out. that uh, That's totally, I mean, red lights flashing, you know, we've got a Freemason on our hands. Uh, he was, this is the guy, he was he was a British, uh, and he was connected to the, the royals. I mean, he was, he was a baron. So... What's really suspicious about him, about Mr. Peary, is that he backed out of going on the maiden voyage. He was initially supposed to go. Okay. And he said he, some kind of, he can't come up with an illness, you know, and, and, and got out of it. So, yeah, he got COVID-19. <laughs> he got COVID-19 and... That's where this all starts from, yeah. He, uh, he, he's someone that I'm, I'm really looking at closely because, as well, uh, you know, it. You just you look at some of the things, some of the the signs for a classic ritual murder. Now, in this case, we're talking about fifteen hundred people, so it's 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 a it's a mass ritual. Um, they basically, I believe, because it took place at that time at two to three a.m. I'm going to cut to the chase here. Okay, I'm not going to play games. When I when I when I do this stuff, I, I'm going for the throat on the theory. Okay, and I've got it on this. I I've got it on this one, Ryan. What happened is two to three a.m. when the sinking happens. Okay. Nobody knows exactly when the ship went down into the sea. Okay, this monster of a behemoth of a ship that was supposed to be, you know, it was not. It, you couldn't sink it. Is what is what these guys were saying. Okay, they said that this was the new future technology, and and they they had it, and they were gonna they were gonna show everybody. Well, at two to three a.m. is a very important time here for us to look at. Because that's an important time in satanic ritual murder. Because the veil between the darkness and where we're at right now is at its is at its thinnest. 
And that I'll explain more about what that means. Meaning the veil, it's 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 more penetrable for the darkness. And what what happened for my looking at this situation? It's very simple. They planned for the sinking to happen because they knew there at, at in that route that they were taking that there wouldn't be any ships that could reach the Titanic at that time in the morning, two to two to three a.m. in the morning before the before the ship sank. And so it just made it a dead target, as you call it, in in military. Um, it, it's it was a sitting duck. Now another thing that you have to think about that I talk about in my report is that flat out, typically something of this nature, and I've 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 researched and found that that boats vessels much smaller than this Titanic had uh, had a, a, a trailing ship. On its maiden voyage to make sure everything went okay. Now, don't you think if these rich, rich, rich elite really cared about those people on that ship that night who all went into the ocean and died, most of them, that they wouldn't have had all the safety precautions in place, including having enough uh, lifeboats? That's that's a great question that uh, I think a lot of people have asked over the years. That, well, the answer is the shipbuilders. They said that they didn't want too many of the of the lifeboats on the deck. It, cluster, yeah. it would it would it would it would yeah clustered they'd be a clustered all around or it would clutter the deck however you want to say it. They decided that's what they said was their reasoning for not putting enough uh, of these boats on board. And so um, that's what that was the one thing that I've no noticed with any of the other researchers that they point out is is, is that fact is that it's just uh, it's ridiculous. Now, the other thing that's there is the safety uh, deal with <clears throat> the boats that were actually there on the deck. OK, they were only this is this is what I, I'm hearing where I'm learning is that they were only allowed to put 60% capacity on those boats because they didn't they didn't technically from what they were saying knew that they had the the safety clearance to fu fully make them filled to capacity for whatever reason now that's who's who's whose fault is that and who's that fall onto the captain Edward Smith okay this guy just in, in, a, in just a straight up about this guy He's either he's either in on this thing, okay, and it could be because of blackmail. And I can get I'll get into that later, and that'll be in part three. Or this guy this guy was the dumbest sob on, that's ever lived, wow. and made the most boneheaded mistakes that you could ever make operating a ship. And this guy was supposed to be decorated. The guy disappeared at one point and just went back to his quarters like, oh, well, you're telling
course, he died with the ship. He I did? Know, the movie looked like he was gone down with the ship like a captain and everything. But uh, that's, that's the thing I want to know more about. Why this guy just ignored all of this? We're going to get deeper into this in just a few moments. Get ready to take a break, Randy. Okay. Also, I want to uh, talk about him, but when we get back to the break, I want to talk about the owner of the ship building company who made the ship. I want to talk about that. What do you mean? What was the question? I think, uh, it's like, do you think many, many of the pastors back then asked why there was not so many lifeboats on there, or did they just ignore it? Like, well, uh, that's a great question. I'm, I mean, you know, you have to look at, there There was there was the uh, the third class passengers, which were, they were essentially poor people, you know, right. that made up a great bulk of, of, of this 2200. And, uh, Specifically, women and, and and children, and uh, and so you know that's that that what I from my research and my investigation so far, what I've seen is that they uh, the the shipbuilder um, below deck in those in those areas of, of the ship, they were very confusing and like maze like corridors that. Uh -huh. That could be confusing to somebody if you're trying to get around on the ship, trying to get trying to get back to uh, above deck, and uh, and so also there was uh, a lot of uh, situations with um, basically like locked, uh, you know, exits and whatnot, uh, ways for them to, to to straight up just get to get out, and so. Uh, you know, it was just a whole lot of pandemonium, a lot of just panic and uh, terrifying, you know, people just f 
freaking out big time uh, before it went down. It's not, you know, um, some, you know, romantic movie. You know, um, it it was it was hardcore what happened, and uh, you know, it's it, it is chilling to think about the fact that, you know, those poor all those poor souls. You know, they went into that ocean. You know, and 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 just snuffed out. You know, you have that silence. And even at some point, you have the silence from the ship, because uh, meaning it's it's not it it's no longer here in terms of being on the water, and it's gone. You know this massive massive ship, and so it after it sank into the ocean, and and, and all those people perished, you know, with it. Um, it was just quiet, you know, very very quiet. So the the thing you've got to realize is that the nearest uh, of of that of the fleet that I have seen from the fleet uh, that that belong to these uh, to to these owners of, of the Titanic, um, it wasn't uh, 500 miles out. So I mean, these are just things that scream. Wait a minute, you know, somebody somebody either really well, you know, was just really off their job, you know, in, in doing and how you're supposed to deal with with a vessel on the ocean. Or they're, they were in on, you know, something much, much more sinister, something much more uh, darker. And, uh, and for, for there's the main motive that I put, and it's been out there. This is nothing that, I, that I've come up with, um, is the Federal Reserve theory with the Titanic. And that, it, you know, that it, it was, you know, it just happened to get uh, put in, you know, installed. Um, the Federal Reserve Act in December of 1913, um, and you know John Jacob Astor, who was who was one of the the, the victims, uh, without a doubt was the richest man in the world at that time. Right. Okay. So that's pretty crazy, you know. That's a, that's something you have to look at. Okay, because he's who he is. And so he's definitely an important part of the story. Um, he was also uh, a friend of, uh, of Nikola Tesla, another, another man who I believe was assassinated by the Illuminati. And that would that'll be something we'll do in a few in the future uh, show because Tesla is a real pivotal, important person in world history, and uh, what's going to be happening with all this. Uh, disclosure with with alien disclosure uh and just all the future technologies and stuff uh, a lot of stuff that's already going on but below our feet and it's because of tesla so he was a real important guy um but basically astor was totally against the federal reserve i mean just like the enemy of it and so that's what a lot of uh researchers are saying is that is that uh Specifically, three men on board were targeted as part of the assassin, you know, the, the overall assassination, you can call it. Uh, sacrifice, however you want to look at how this was done. Um, Benjamin Guggenheim, Isis, Isis Strauss, and, and, and Jacob Astor, um, they were all three opposed to the Federal Reserve. And they all three died on the Titanic. So, very important. 
That I mean, that's a that's a great question. I mean, you have to uh, you have to look at the way that that, that these things work, okay, right. and, and and the way that the occult works. And when you're talking about orders of any kind, any kind of orders, okay, even at the royal level, most specifically at the royal level, um, orders, um, you know, uh, temples. Uh, you know, sex, no, you know, it's like how it looked like a gang, but these are people that, that get together and, and worship uh, Lucifer. And uh, they're typically what we call the blue bloods. And they're people who are, you couldn't even imagine what kind of money that these people have because of the old money that they come from. And, right. and, and, and the bloodline that they belong to. And so that's stuff that we can talk about in the future too. But bloodline is very important. The blood that runs through your veins. Everyone's got it. And all of it, including your DNA, is, is different. So, you know, this is stuff that uh, as far as, you know, with, with what happened to uh, Tesla, like I said, I mean, he's, again, people are going to find out how important he really was. And I do want to do coverage on him because I just think that... Uh, He'll help explain a lot of things that are about to happen here in this world because a lot of crazy things are about to happen in the next five years. That's all I can tell I you all. Well, you know, in your report, uh, you mentioned how most of the dead came from the third class pastures carry on the ship and say that this section of the Titanic was, first, was designed to confuse the four passengers when they were trying to escape during the emergency. What evidence do you have that supports your belief that there was well, I think that uh, just the fact that, uh, and, and again, this is not me. These are there's a lot of great blogs out there and different researchers along the uh, these past years. Most more recently, the last like ten, you know, um, that that you'll find on the internet who who've researched this thing real closely, and uh, and what I found out, and I, and I included from one conspiracy uh, called the, the Conspiracy Blog, um, that I, I think is very important, and it gets, it gets the safety for the passengers, okay? Right. Is, is, and that's what's most important. But, but first, to answer your question, uh, it, it was the first ship of its kind, the Titanic, with the ability to seal uh, decks electromagnetically, um, which, wow. could, which could also seal people below deck. And, and, uh, now keep in mind, the Captain Edward Smith, he was one of the most decorated captains of his time. So he was totally on top of, of all taking all safety precautions and all that kind of stuff. And then the fact that there was no, there were no red flares on board to signal any boats for rescue. Uh, only white flares that signal a party and that everything is okay. Uh, lots of different things to think about in terms of why, again, you know, you would think that someone who, the, the captain, again, thinking, going back to him, how his mindset of literally just uh, throwing up his arms and going back to his, you know, his, his, uh, his room 
accepting yeah. accepting defeat. You know, and here he is. This thing, you know, hasn't even sunk yet. And it's like there's a lot of people that that um, that needed help. And uh, from my just straight up, if I was somebody like you come in after an aviation crash, uh, right. the, these investigators and, and, and look at what what the actual person who is uh, who is who is at the helm of, of that, uh, whether it's an airship or if it's, a, it's a sea ship. Uh, this guy really is 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 one of the worst. Uh, he just absolutely, you know, dropped the ball. And so that's what's most concerning is what for me is for you to not just be doing all you can up to the last minute to try to save lives and get people above deck and onto onto uh, you know and and make a judgment call at some point to say you know put more people on board those lifeboats you know as many as we can get on there no no matter what that's the kind of job you're supposed to be doing as a captain okay this guy was nowhere to be seen. Okay, so what does that tell you? That tells you that, uh, my opinion, is that he was somehow blackmailed into this position. Now, he was at the latter part of his career. He was an old, older gentleman. Uh, he'd been very distinguished. But let me tell you something. With getting distinguished, you join clubs. You join secret societies. You join orders. And those orders can put you in a position that's not exactly a comfortable one if they need to. You see what I'm saying? And my opinion is, is that the way that he acted was he already knew he was a dead man and everybody on board was too. So that that's my opinion on it. And I'm, again, like I said, I'm just scratching the surface on this. Part three that's coming up, it'll be uh, on September 20th. Yeah, that'll be September 20th, and, and that's uh, the reason why I use that is the numerology. September 20th gives you a two, and then 2020 gets you two more twos. So that's three twos. That 222 two, two, oh, yeah. two, two in numerology is a real important in the, in the occult. If you hit it with the three, uh, you get sixes, and the three being, being, being the Holy Trinity. Thank mm -hmm. you.
sat there with the fucking remote control going I don't fucking believe this shit 40 channels and nothing to watch you gotta smoke pot to enjoy anything on television you're sitting there going this is some really good pot because I'm watching a guy wax his fucking car and I'm too stoned to push the remote control channel changer Ah, it's true, man. You know, you really stoned when you're watching Richard Simmons. You catch yourself, you ever done that? The guy's hypnotic, though. He's hypnotic. You gotta watch out. You watch it for a couple minutes, and about 10 minutes, you go, Fuck! I'm watching Richard Simmons! Who the fuck let me watch it? Jesus! What the fuck's going on here? I'm watching Richard Simmons. I can't believe this. I don't know how that guy's alive, man. I swear to God. He has sucked more dicks than McDonald's makes hamburgers. How's he alive? Richard Simmons. It's amazing, man. He's, he's very healthy. Rock cuts him one day. Done. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Swear to God, one day. Done. Gone. Yeah. Liberace one day. Done. Fucking gone. Richard Simmons. Nothing. Nothing. Not even a cold. The guy's jumping rope. He's running laps. That's his real name, Dick Simmons. Dick Simmons! He changed it to Richard. He said, Dick's too obvious. You gotta change it to Dick. Richard! Yeah, I gotta be cool. I promise not to do that many jokes about the gay community because... Well, I know. Just let me say. Hard to believe as it is, not every group has accepted my comment. Not every group has thought of me as family entertainment. The gay community has said, they have said, that my act is in bad taste. Yeah, no, I know, I know you're upset, I know you're upset! Of course you're upset, you're outraged! Bad taste, bad taste. This is coming from a group of guys that lick the shit out of each other's ass. Complaining about the taste quality of my ass. Yeah, I taste bad. Yeah, these guys are tongue fucking each other in the butt. They're pulling their tongues out. They got poop, peanuts, corn, and shit. But me, I'm gross. I go too far. Yeah, yeah, these guys are pulling butt hairs off their lip. But me, I'm disgusting. I'm the guy. Can't fucking believe it. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I probably made jokes about the community that I should know. I probably made jokes about diseases that I wasn't informed about, but I've never used my butt as a death chamber for small little animals out of the forest. I've never used my ass as a roach motel for 
fucking insensitive if you ask me. I can't even take the finger. I can't take the finger. Some of you girls know what I'm talking about. It's very fucking rude. Shame on you. You know what I'm talking about. You guys know what I'm talking about. You're plugging away. You're having a wonderful time. All of a sudden, you get the finger. Hey, 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 hey! The fuck is that about? I thought it would turn you on. Yeah, yeah, I really did. Thanks for jamming your fucking finger in my ass. God, was that romantic? You stupid fucking bitch, you just want the moment. My dick turned back into a fucking mushroom. Thanks. When I read it in the book, well, burn the fucking book. It was written by a very fucking depressed spinster old fucking witch. Right, burn it. Now, I just wanted to talk about this homeless situation. I'm really bummed out by this. 300,000 homeless. It's not bad. It's America. I mean, if you get me homeless somewhere, this is the place to be fucking homeless. <laughs> Fuck, the Kurds would beat your ass to be homeless here. The Kurds dream about being homeless in America. They go, man, oh, don't leave me alone, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming about being homeless in America. Oh, my God. Oh, it's better than sex. Oh, man. Garbage bins full of food. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I swear to God, you can go behind restaurants and McDonald's and fast food places and eat better out of the trash bins in our country than 90% of the rest of the fucking world. And if you're going to be homeless, be homeless in America. Personally, I think it's kind of embarrassing because I think they need a kick in their fucking homeless ass for being homeless in America. I mean, if you can't get it together here, where the fuck did you expect to go and make a life for yourself? This is it. It's not that hard. Get a job or fuck somebody that has a job. How hard is it? didn't always work. When Arnold didn't have a job, he fucked somebody that had a job. That's why he's Arnold. It didn't always work. I fucked somebody sometimes that had a job. A waitress, you know, to take care of me. You think Tom Arnold wakes up every day with a big heart on? No! He looks at that fucking lopsided mattress over at Roseanne. That's right. That bitch that wiped her ass in our national anthem. Remember her? He looks at her. He looks at her pussy in his shoes. He goes, you know, my shoes are a tighter fit. But at least I'm not homeless. I'm not homeless. At least I'm not in a pizza hut fucking people for their fucking change. Tom Arnold started that fucking movement. He's the father of that fucking movement. If you don't have a job, fuck somebody that's got a job. He started it. There it is. There's the answer for the homeless. I have another answer for him. It's a little harder. A little more stricter. Execution. That's right. Execute the homeless. Shoot them. Shoot them! Put up giant posters, giant billboards. All right, we've had enough. You've got one week. What is this, Sunday? Yeah, we got until next Sunday. To get off the street, to find a life, to get a job, or we shoot you in the fucking head. Some of those guys got to go anyway. They got to go. Some of those guys are already gonna boom! They gotta go. You know, guys with fucking grocery carts with the little music box connected to the wheel. Ding, 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 boom! They gotta go. Yeah, exactly. Squeegees, boom! They gotta go. Go! They got a squeegee, they fucking die. Boom! That's right. See it? Execution! 
The ones that survived that, the ones that are still homeless, you give them the test. You sit them down and you go, hey, do you have any job skills, any career training? Any type of um, talent for anything that will help you get a job? No. Well, do you have any loved ones? Do you have any friends? Somebody that love you enough to, to you know, take you in, get you on your feet, and want you to help you fight back? No. Was there anything left inside you as a man that wants to get on his two feet and try to do something to change his world? No. Boom! I swear to God, the guy behind him is going to go, wow, 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 wow! My God, just shoot the homeless! All right, all right, hold on, hold on! Before you cock that fucking trigger, hold on! Jesus Christ, I didn't know you were shooting the homeless. Jesus! Fuck! All right, okay, 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 okay. All right, I'm homeless. I don't have a job. I may have set my career goals a little too high. All right, all right. I was holding out for an executive position that doesn't look like it's going to fucking happen, okay? Give me a couple hours, I swear to God. I'll get a paper route and I'll get something. I'll get a job where I bring the carts back to the fucking grocery store. Don't shoot me. The homeless will disappear. There'll be one less problem in America. No homeless. I know. You're going, hey, you know, come to think of it, I never have seen Sam on Comic Relief. <laughs> yeah, well... They never invited me, but I doubt this is going to win me over either. But anyway, fuck them. If you're homeless in America, it's your fault. Kiss my fucking two home ass. I bought two homes just to piss them off. That's right, I bought two homes just to go eat me, you fucking asshole. Homeless in America. If you can't make it here, where do you fucking expect to go and make it work? you can't get your life together in America, you're fucked, all right? Because this is the greatest country in the world. You have every opportunity to get off the fucking street and make a life for yourself. Tired of this encouraging people to be homeless. Let's feel sorry for them. Kick them in the ass! Punch them! Kick them! Get your fucking ass off the street. I'm trying to rent a video here. Get out of the way! Move out of the door! Oh, yeah, they wait for you where they know you're going to spend money. Video places, pizza places movie theaters. Hey, hey, can you help me? Yeah, yeah. Bam! Just fucking hit him right in the mouth. Tomorrow.